Rough Trade is giving away a third of the first three months of the Rough Trade Club plus new music membership exclusively to 101 Part-Time Jobs listeners. Become a member of Rough Trade Club New Music and you'll receive the Rough Trade Album of the Month straight to your door every month on an exclusive vinyl pressing with bonus material. Club members have received exclusive pressings of albums from Sufjan Stevens, Sprints, The Last Dinner Party, English Teacher and Over Mono, just to name a few, this past year alone. Sign up using the promo code CLUB101POD and you'll get Rough Trade's Album of the Month, Camera Obscura's Look to the East, Look to the West for a third of the usual price. By signing up, you'll be getting Rough Trade's exclusive issue of the album on opaque purple in a gatefold sleeve plus a bonus CD containing five demos. Don't want the album of the month but still want all the benefits? Sign up to the standard tier using Club 101 Pod and you'll still get the first month free. You'll also get free shipping on all orders, 10% off at the bar and on secondhand vinyl in store and exclusive access to sold out Rough Trade events. So don't hang around. Head to roughtrade.com slash club and sign up with the code CLUB101POD. That's CLUB101POD and claim money Money off Rough Trade's album of the month today. This offer is for UK residents only. Do you play in bands? I did for the longest time. And I wish that I knew that DistroKid was a thing. I don't even think it existed back then. DistroKid makes music distribution fun and easy with unlimited uploads and artists keep 100% of your royalties and earnings. A million plus artists rely on DistroKid to get their music on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, TikTok, Tidal, Instagram, and all the major streaming services. When you get DistroKid, you can see a DistroKid bank and withdraw your earnings. You get notified when you've earned royalties and you can withdraw via the app. And you can even check your streaming stats on Spotify Spotify and Apple. Get 30% off your first year on DistroKid by going to distrokid.com slash VIP slash 101pod. 30% off for your first year. That's not bad. We know it's a tough world out there. Why don't you make it easier for yourself? And to get 30% off that free year as an artist where you get 100% of your royalties and earnings, go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash 101pod. All right, stay with me. I'll be right back after this. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, podcast listener. Do you love talking about movies, music, TV, comics, and games? Then you should be listening to The Great Pop Culture Debate, back in bigger than ever for season nine. This season, the panelists discuss the best James Bond film, the best Elton John single, the best Nickelodeon original series, the best Batman villain, and so much more. Find the show wherever you listen to podcasts or head to greatpopculturedebate.com. More than 100 topics are already available. Subscribe today. Hello, 
you're listening to 101 Part-Time Jobs, the podcast where bands and artists tell me about how they've made it work behind the scenes and the stories that come from that. On today's episode, I've got Vinny from Django Django. They've just released their new album, Off Planet, and it's a pretty psychedelic listen. After years away from touring, Django Django are about to go to Australia. They're going to go to Europe and then they'll be back in the UK in December where they're playing Bristol, Edinburgh, where Vinny once got fired by his sister, as he's about to tell us, Manchester, London at the Coco, and then celebrating the end of the year's touring in Dublin at the Button Factory. Cheers for listening to 101 Part-Time Jobs. If you like the show, please feel free to leave a review, put some stars on wherever you're listening to it, Apple or Spotify or wherever else, and feel free to subscribe. All that stuff really helps trying to get more guests, keep pushing the show forwards, ultimately keep getting more stories from interesting and exciting artists. All right, this is 101 Part-Time Jobs with me, Giles Bidder, and this is Vinny from Django Django. Playing music for for a living since you know since you started really since 2012 and that first record and some of your friends are working and you kind of see how the music industry is around you how other people have different situations and I guess that might really that must really highlight the way that different people have different situations and to me that says you you got to enjoy what what you stumble upon right yeah exactly like I, I remember so I'm meeting somebody and I uh in France and it was a slightly jaded um older like punk guy and he he was like doing we didn't have a tech at the time and he um he basically said uh enjoy it while you've got it and i remember being a bit like i kind of thought oh this goes on forever you know what i mean like as, as the way you are you're like you know you're young and you just think oh this is the norm uh and i, I was a bit like taken back by him but now i kind of realize actually He's probably right, you know. Like uh, these things, you just t- you fall into them, and you've got to kind of like uh, enjoy yeah. it as it goes. And, uh, is it a case of waking up every day and being like, okay, you know, we we never really know what's going to happen, but we've got to sort of just try our best to be smart and organized. Yeah, yeah, I think you've got to block out. Like, there's always stuff going down, you know. Be it like, uh, you know communication or uh, a lack of communication or, or whatever there's always something going wrong that the, the outside don't see and I, I hope I hope most acts have the same problem as we do but you've got to almost like block it out and just go right that's happening it's gone south not in the way that I wanted it to happen but today I'm here I'm at the studio I've just gotta keep making music and as long as you keep making music, uh that's the most pointed thing you can do obviously you know like uh but like and obviously i get involved with the kind of finance and stuff but i don't go too deep with it i just kind of need to know that we're we're solvent is that something that you've had to learn you're like okay look i've got i've really got to think about the the music that's like really my main job here you can't get distracted by the other things that are you know necessary but you can't be distracted by them I think Dave, like our drummer, taught me quite a lot about it. Like, I think I would probably obsess into like how to resolve certain things, but sometimes they're outside of your control, and you have to kind of take a step back. And also, if you let it kind of soak into you, like if stuff's going wrong, 
then it can come out in the music. And sometimes that be, can be good because it can be quite aggressive or like, but and often or not, like it can kind of just mess with your head where um, you need a kind of clean palette. So I think he's taught me about like getting in the studio and like trying to do one thing a day, you know, at least yeah. one accomplishment yeah. is important because then if you add it up over weeks, yeah. you know, it, you just, you've, you're kind of, it's the quantum that you're putting out. We're creatures of routine aren't we yeah like there's something about regularity that i think we need like there's there's, there's part yeah. of it's human nature now if i come home for example like 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 i've got kids and if i drop if i if i don't come if i don't go straight to the studio i will come back here and fanny around for four <laughs> hours you know what i mean like just you know and then i don't know what i've done by one o'clock so i've always kind of made a rule you know like just to get there at like quarter past nine and then I'm kind of once I'm there, I tend not to leave. So uh, that's my kind of, uh, and that, but obviously that comes from a place where I can make music during the day, where a lot of people, you know, have to do it in their spare time, yeah. maybe in the evenings and stuff like do, that. Do you ever find that? I mean, I imagine that must be some of your battle is that you know you've kind of got the day to write music, but you don't, you know, you don't necessarily have to. You know, it's not like you've got back and you've got two hours before you go to bed before you wake up again. Is, is that the challenge for you? I mean, everyone's going to have challenges, right? You know, what are your main challenges yeah. in writing? Um, it's just time. I suppose when you've got kids, it just makes it everything more complicated. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, so the times and, you know, in the past where I would be writing in the evening or going to Dave's to do like, you know, when we both had jobs or he was a student or whatever, I would call around to his at like uh, six, seven and we'd write till midnight, you know, like, um, we just get a takeaway yeah. and have a couple of beers or whatever, yeah. and you got you got tons done, you know, because like, but obviously we all live away from each other. Like Tommy lives in Scotland, D Jim lives in Margate, Dave lives in London for the moment, mm. um, and as do I. But like, there's there's just with it just brings up whole new sets of challenges yeah. that like trying to get everybody together is probably the big crux of it you know what how I mean? do you but in some ways sorry hmm? you go. go ahead now i was going to say it also brings benefits because like uh instead of four people in a, being in a room 24 7 or every day and the pressures and everybody smashing their parts into a track you can have tracks that have just got like a keyboard and a drum machine and a vocal yeah. where if it's a band everybody's piling up stuff and we always do that that's our like our uh achilles heel you know we just pile layer upon layer upon layer upon there's like 16 cents in there doing like you know the same thing essentially <laughs> but in different cents um so it's the space also gives you control so that's in a way can be beneficial but yeah it seems to me like all I, these I sort of like big learn you know call them lessons or call them like you know finding a balance in it all it feels like to me like the smart thing to do is really kind of listen to what works and like keep on going in that direction, you know, and like try and like keep it as fluid as possible. That might sound just so obvious, right? But that does fascinate me about bands. Yeah. And the opposite as well. Like if it's getting a bit too stale or if you're kind of feel like you're reaching a, the, the end of a musical road, you know, like you've got to kind of like, you've got to smash it mm -hmm. up you know, and try to kind of like, even if it could be wrong, it might be the wrong decision. You know, some of the albums that like are, you know, uh, 
that I love are like people trying to do something completely out of their comfort mm. zone. Do you think that you can make mistakes? Is there such thing as making mistakes or is it all one, one road? I suppose it, it just dep- depends what the effort you put into it. You can make mistakes by not really knuckling down and going and doing a proper like test. Is this good? You know, like as, as long as you're happy with it, but if it's half baked, people can hear it, mm. you know, like, and you know, we sometimes have like things where like a pass at a base or a pass at the focal take just didn't have anything. And I am always the one to go like try harder, you know, like, does it have to be softer, but with a louder vocal, you know, like soft, but loud. Uh, and I try all the different ranges till I find the thing that like pops in, but I'm maybe, you know, there's other times where I'll be trying to convince somebody to, to, to take a different drum take or a, diff- a different bass take just to see what, something with a bit more attack. Um, so I don't know, like, I suppose you can get it wrong, but the only way for me you get it wrong is you, if you don't, like, go into it, like, really properly listening and properly doing a kind of, uh, yeah, kind of audit on it almost. That element of, you know, Django Django is, it's a live, you know, it's, a, it's the, the live experience is mega. Do you see, like, a difference? Are they quite separate? to you from the, the being at home recording making records and and it going on tour i mean you know different to maybe you know a classic rock and roll band where you know you're on being on tour is very much part of it i wonder if you kind of have the choice that going on tour it doesn't have to be part of it if you don't want it to be because it can still be played in clubs on nights out and you've got this uk yeah. tour coming up this is the first one in five years i mean now we live in a time where you could probably make as good as a career staying at home as you do going out on the road yeah I, I know what you mean i suppose i'm of the old school where we came up playing in clubs and the music gets so much better by playing it live like it can honestly like if i, I always wish you could re- at the end of a tour you could record the tracks you could just literally you know come off the stage in london i don't know somewhere like the round house and the next day go to like, you know, I don't know, a yeah. studio and just basically set up and do takes. And we never Cause you're, do Because you're just like, so tight. Like, you're so in it. Because you're like, yeah, and you've kind of reinterpreted everything. Like, because obviously the tracks can, ne- can never really be reinterpreted. And the things that you think are going to be like, oh, it's going to be, we can just play it exactly like the way it is in the track. Yeah. It just sounds dead. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's no kind of progress through a track and there's nothing to hold per- people on the second verse and there's like it's too samey pace wise yeah. um, which are the songs in your catalogue that you have just become something different uh, from playing it live um probably like silver rays on the first album which is like the final track is a track that we often end on and on the record, it sounds kind of like it's fine, you know. Like it's, you know, I That's like great. it. It's got silver, silver applesy kind of vibe. But we just needed a end track, and that morphed into becoming this like, uh, you know, I always imagine it's kind of sort of Bible Belt, it's like uh, you know, like you know, uh, kind of uh, speaking in tongues yeah. kind of thing. Um, yeah. you know, losing it, yeah, a it, bit. It, yeah, losing it a, a lot, but like, it, um. 
So that kind of definitely morphed into this track and it's it just takes time to get tracks like that once if you know something it really works at the end uh, like loads of bands that i see for 10 years they, they always still f finish on their on this track that they they started with because it just takes there's not many tracks that you can end the set on that are like good enough to kind of have a kind of euphoric moment mm -hmm. and you can sort of um, inflate it it's so part of yeah it's so part of your identity that you can inflate it and just keep on and it just comes from jamming and like somebody might just like when the track ends somebody might do something weird and go oh that's good yeah. we'll do it again and then we just you kind of run with it and it kind of builds up to this mad yeah. crescendo yeah. um so we're i suppose we're guilty of doing that quite a, a lot you know like just break down jam kind of stuff but it what's yeah, your relationship with like control like do you think i know that's probably quite a hard question to try and like looking at yourself from outside but you know control over the music control over your discipline you quite a relaxed person you seem you seem very relaxed yeah i think so well i would say so but maybe others wouldn't <laughs> uh, uh i am um, i'm quite critical like i i kind of i think me and dave have got quite a t short attention spans uh, I know he certainly does like, and I, it's pro he, we're probably getting worse as time goes on just because of like, you know, really? right. Yeah. Well, and, just, uh, like, just like everyone. So, yeah. And we're like, you know, if it's not like connecting, you tend to, to switch mm -hmm. off. Mm. So, um, it's like watching something on TV and you don't really get into the first 10 minutes. And yeah. In the past, you, yeah. In the past, you, We'd have to watch it because you didn't have, you couldn't. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm of an age. You just had to kind of watch yeah, stuff yeah. and be bored of it, and then weirdly you kind of grew into yeah. liking it. And especially with music, um, right? Because you'd spend seven quid on a CD. It's a lot of money. You got a lot. You got to You yeah. grow to like. You, you spin that. You listen to that CD until you like it. I had that. You know that contract, or you know the thing. Was it Britannic? Britannia? It was like you would get a subscription and get like five CDs. Okay. Um, cool. old, really old school. And you got, often or not, I was never that organized to send the ones I didn't like back. <laughs> so I would get lumbered with these CDs. Completely not of my, that I hated. You know, on the uh, when they first arrived in, I'd be like, oh, yeah. shit, shit, yeah. shit. And then you're stuck with them. And then weirdly, you get these weird kind of nuggets of knowledge uh, that are outside of your normal uh scope of music that you what like. are we talking about here uh, what are the ones you remember now uh well like there was like loads of i got, I got into cream <laughs> yeah like the, like that i remember just arriving and like i was into like a lot of when i was like 12 or 13 being and i was kind of delving into i suppose because of the whole manchester throwback to the 60s melding with like this sort of dance culture mm. i was i was really interested in that and but i remember it turning up and, and just being like whoa holy shit this is amazing like from the from the get-go but then again again like i was never really like prince was never really something i suppose like you know it was a northern irish thing like it was too much right. <laughs> do you know what i mean like the 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 um the heels, you know, like the velvet yeah, suits. Yeah, it's a lot. Uh, you know, when we were kids, it was like, uh, and and I remember like getting a few Prince albums and being like, whoa, this is metal. But it was like later Prince. It was like in the new power generation stuff. 
Yeah. And just being like, and just being like, this is fucking metal. It's great. Like this whole like mad brass sections and like it was really like. I remember bonk, discovering that Prince German. was 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 like it was it was just more rock and roll than I ever thought it was. And when you hear some mm. of those demo versions of when you were mine, it's like, oh damn, this is this is fucking great rock music. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, I, I've when we go to uh, Minneapolis, I've always meant to go to what's his residence again? Purple. Oh, I don't know. He's got like some big kind of. Uh, you can go there and visit it. It's like a kind of compound okay. where he had a fashion department, and he had like it, I think a lot of it's a museum now. But he had a recording studio, a, a fashion department, yeah. kind of uh, equipment development. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, hey, talking about your uh, dad, you know, and your dad being like that kind of character that would see opportunities and look, realize that we, no one's going to try and make money for us. Like we've got to be, we've got to have that at the front of our brains. When you see Prince doing something like that, do you ever, do you ever think, okay, like what, what else, you know, how could we, what else could we do with the band? What else could we do, you know, to do something a bit different, but also try and make some money? Yeah, our own fashion department. Hey, our, why not? Eh? <laughs> in Tottenham, yeah, yeah. I, I think like I suppose it's that balance where like you don't want to do anything too wacky that sounds that like depreciates. Like there's, I see people do stuff, you know, that break out of that world, and I go, like, oh, that's cool. Could I see myself doing it? not right. you know like I, I there's i suppose i'm quite you know and we all we obviously meet like loads of social media have social media meetings about like how you can kind of get a bigger reach mm. and i'm like you know there was ideas floated but you need to speed up all your tracks by 200 percent and stick them all out on the net and i'm like it it doesn't really work like that like it only works if it's a kind of like quite a laid-back track mm. and then you speed it up and sometimes you know it can sound really good but also it's aimed at a really young market that kind of stuff and maybe our fans it would just go over their heads and then you would have basically you know 15 tracks on a on youtube that have got like 10 views each you know because like nobody it didn't click yeah. it didn't it didn't meet yeah. so it's always a bit of a um, there is loads of ideas you could do, but it's also kind of, I suppose I'm quite purist about would a back, would an act that I love do the thing that I would yeah. do? They probably wouldn't, you know, like, and it comes um, to protecting it. I, right. Because if you start doing things that maybe don't feel like you should be doing, you're taking away from the nucleus of what you're about. Exactly. Like, you know, I, we don't, we do do social media, you know, and we, but we don't do anything outside of like we don't get into anything too wacky or too current trendy just because like you know we're we're too old for that like uh and it just it just doesn't ring true where if you're a band in your like 20s you can actually or you know sometimes people can do stuff no, no matter what age they are but it has to be something that they really want to do because again people can really sniff out the fact if it's not really genuine and if you're jumping on the bandwagon with something. We're, we're in that age of, like, we had to figure out what our social media voices were. You're like, am I the funny guy? Am I the earnest guy? <laughs> am I posting about my partner all the time? Am I the pet guy? 
Gen Z, they're born into this world. They're like, okay, that's part of life. For yeah. us, it was yeah, yeah, it yeah. was a step. <laughs> we had to learn. Yeah, yeah. We have to Yeah, we need like therapists to help us <laughs> yeah. through it. You know what I mean? Oh my god, yes. That's so funny. <laughs> what what are some of the uh uh this, this is a hard question to ask and definitely hear. What are some of the biggest lessons that you've learned over the last you know, just gone ten uh, years? Less lessons. I suppose we kind of started quite DIY in a way. Well, prior to getting in with our label and, and, and I suppose coming from an art school background, like I did architecture, but the rest did art, that we were up for making like sleeves and up for making posters, our own posters, our own outfits, hey. uh, uh, backdrops. Do you know, like trying to create a world but not waiting on somebody else to do it for you is like the biggest thing and and uh we weren't very good live um so we just had to play tons of shows we were really nervous and we weren't very good um no we couldn't really play we hadn't we had learned to play it probably when we were 12 but we'd never really developed and got better than when we were 12 or 13 um so we kind of just had to really do it all ourselves in some ways. Grow um, in public. Grow in, in public. And obviously we had a couple of singles out that were like, got us a bit of attention and got us on the builds of like, maybe like London club nights or Manchester club nights, uh, like higher up than we should have been. Cause we were playing with all our acts who were like really, really good. Uh, but maybe we were just a little bit buzzier at the time. But we would come on and we would like bomb. Or we wouldn't bomb, but we would we wouldn't sell ourselves, put okay. it that way. Yeah. Um, but I think a lot of the time you can wait around for people to do stuff for you and you kind of just need to do it yourself. That's um mm. and we still do that to an extent. You know, a lot of the opportunities that we, you know, like we got a remix from MGMT, we reached out to MGMT and I didn't think it was gonna come up come off but they were you know they they came back and were like yeah and they did an amazing job yeah and i suppose making all those kind of connections as you kind of move up can be really beneficial for um yeah. um pulling in favors or features or and stuff like that it's good to remember that people are human and people will do stuff if you've met them and chatted with them once you're so much more likely to actually be able to work with somebody or get a do a remix or a a remix swap yeah. rather than a cold yeah. call, you know, from the where. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think, I think that's more important actually than ever. Like, and there's loads of like, for example, there's loads of like little small labels that knock up 500 copies of X just off their own bat and they all yeah. sell or, or, or whatever. But like there's loads of record labels who aren't doing that. Do you know what I mean? Like, and they're, so what is the purpose of a record label? You know, in some ways, I'm not, not naming any particular record label, but like if small independent two, two guys or whatever can like, can do that, then that's quite a proactive kind of way of, yeah. of going forward. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. 
You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply. 101 part-time jobs 101 part-time jobs 101 part-time jobs 101 part-time jobs i really like hearing about people's mistakes and just in the way that i like laughing you know there's a bit of schadenfreude about about all of it we do live in a bit of a linkedin world which Mm. is like here's my cv I'm the most perfect person for the job, especially as, and I know this doesn't apply directly to you, but you know, a lot of people have basically identical CVs as each other. You know, lots of people went to uni, lots of people have interned in places, Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, and and I think like going out there and Hey, this definitely applies to the DIY approach, going out there, not waiting for anyone else to give you the green light, reaching out to someone and trying to create. Yeah. Like eat your own videos, everything. Like you can, if you've got a little idea, you can do anything. You know what I mean? Like in some ways, like we've made videos that like we've had the idea and then we've given it to a company who have charged 20 grand and it's come out worse than the test that we did for like no money. Do you know what I mean? Like uh, you can just throw money away at stupid things. Like um, our first album was done on a Sennheiser 80 pound mic. The really? whole thing, the entire thing. Really? Like all the guitars, all the vocals. It's just the standard mic that you'd go and see somebody do karaoke with. Quality. Do you know, like, and all the, all there was no amps. Everything went on the back of the computer, direct in. And yeah, you can do a lot. Like, it just takes ideas, you know. And, um, but anybody I speak to, like, that I think, oh, they've got a management, you know, management company, they must be like handling all the, their outfits and all the videos and then i get speaking them direct they're not they're doing it all themselves they're like coordinating that doesn't happen by accident yeah there's not there's i mean occasionally if you're big enough you've got like a kind of you know director of like you know i don't know what the term would be but like an overview project manager they're mostly got like a strong vision that they want themselves you know like um if we look at like beyonce or lizzo to an extent or a lot of um a lot of rappers i don't know if someone like meatloaf meatloaf was always pretty clear in his vision <laughs> I, did not, I did not see that one coming <laughs> beyonce lizzo meatloaf all all the same uh, it's, and, it's, and it says to no me, no like, if you're gonna do something good you've got to be in control of it yeah. you've got to be topping it up a hundred percent like the more control you have in it and the more you kind of guiding it mm. the stronger the vision is in a way I mean, and I'm not saying this for us. Well, no, we we are like all the album artwork, you know, all the this new record, all the album artworks, all us. Um, the graphics are all us, yeah. you know. Um, and the look, like talking photo shoots and like how yeah. you want it, because the artwork and you know, I grew up with punk rock where I was like, ah, nah, photos don't mean anything, but photos have got a feel about them. Of course, they can really elevate the sound. Yeah. You can really like in some ways if sometimes you can see a photograph and you almost like the music before you've heard it. Yeah. Just off a photograph. You know what uh, I mean? Yeah. Like Yeah. Like you, if you see somebody stand on a beach with a jacket and a kind of you know, you're just like, 
Mm. <laughs> I think like New York Dolls or fucking Iggy Pop or like Neil Young. These are all people that look fucking cool in their photos. Yeah, or even if they aren't cool, that they play to their strengths and like I don't know, like Devo or something like that. They're like half, you know, cool but not cool. But, like not you know, like Nardwa. You like Nardwa? Of course, you like Nardwa because you heard him, even if he's a bit mad, you know, a bit annoying. <laughs> he, he he is Nardwa is a funny person because he should be annoying, but he's not. He's brilliant. Who's Nardwa? You know, he does the internet videos, the internet interviews. Oh, you've, uh, you've got to check out. He He's a Canadian and he wears a Scottish uh, hat, you know, like a tartan cap. And he's been doing it for years. His like, his his first like moment, as it were, is was sneaking backstage to interview Nirvana. Oh, yeah, I know this guy. He, he, he interviewed Tyler, the creator. Exactly. And stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. So I was going to, I was going to like, am I going to run with this? Am I going to say? <laughs> yeah, well, you've got to say it. you got to say it. Hey, when you, if you have a fr- if you're meeting someone for the first or second time and they're talking about someone, like, what will you do? Will you, will you say, will you say, I don't know what you're talking about or will you go along with it? I think I go along with it. Uh, and then I just look for like clues and I ask them oblique questions that like try to, when was the first time we met again? I can't remember. Just tell, walk me through it. Would you describe yourself as a bit of a blagger? Can you blag things? Uh, I try. I, I try. Often or not, I, I, I would like to think that I am, but, um, you know, I can get myself in all types of pickles, you know, and, you know, my partner, like, I, I'll I'll kind of do white lies about things that there doesn't even need to be one. And then I'll just get, it'll all start to unravel, um, you know. Um, so, yeah. That's funny. Look, just to end with, this is, it's a conversation about jobs and working. And as far as I'm concerned, you know, we have been talking about working because it's working to create something, working mm-hmm. to build something, working to keep it fun and sustain it and all of it. Um, you know, I quite like those stories of jobs as teenagers and kind of fucking up or trying to get away with stuff or blagging stuff. I mean, I got a job once as a, as a flyer for a hairdressers and I walked all the way up the hill of my town, did a few and just put them in the post box. And then obviously that came around because we had a local postman who asked who was doing your flyers and obviously it came back to me. Oh yeah. What have you got any teenage memories of that sort of work of work stuff or getting you know you, you try to survive survival mode as a teenager i worked like i worked from about 13 in a bar restaurant it's probably illegal to be honest um <laughs> but i was i was quite like baby-faced and i got a lot of a lot of tips from lots of drunk yeah <laughs> from lots of drunk moms you're a child entertainer yeah exactly <laughs> a little bow tie and stuff um i worked in uh, I worked in construction a lot, so I was like, um, that like I worked out in New York as a as a plaster's assistant in Manhattan. In New York or York? Yeah, yeah, in New York, not in New York. Wow. Um, why do we? Why did you go to New York? I flunked uni, and I, and um, I kind of just needed. I kind of. I think I was just. I was stuck in my hometown, and you know, doing the things that you shouldn't really do in your hometown, just like sitting in a pub, basically. Yeah um we've all done so that. yeah so just went out there kind of you know the irish mafia kind of fraternity get you sorted out you need know, to walk into a pub and and you can just go oh i'm just here from you know from Derry, and you can get like 
oh yeah yeah we, you know such, such needs you like oh there's openings up here so it was you really handy. found your community in new york found my, found my, my community yeah it was really interesting uh eye opener uh wow. lots of interesting stories of the time you know like um yeah done yeah i've done, I've done ton, tons of like little weird jobs worked in silver service and yeah. uh in edinburgh yeah. <laughs> and it was i was my sister got me the job and i think she had to basically fire me after about a week <laughs> she, she was just like look you're just gonna you're just making me look bad so just <laughs> chip off so um yeah that all that all that stuff it's got to give you a bit of um well it's a test of character first of all but it's got to give you a bit of a a fucking kick up the ass to be like okay i've got to find something that's that's good for me yeah i suppose i did architecture like that was my thing but i got the more time went on i just got really i just couldn't sit you know i was too i spent i spent most of my time kind of like writing mm. you know and then like trying to do like shows every night of the week and then trying to turn up for an office job are not compatible because you obviously like play your show you have like a bunch of like beers and then mm. you're turning up to try to do something quite detailed and yeah i think i just kind of needed to get a lot out of my system in terms of getting the architecture under my belt for whatever reason because i'd started it so i said like i'm gonna finish it and then as soon as i i got it i was like right okay new start yeah. you know like this has got to change yeah so um that sounds. Yeah, I think, architecture seems interesting. I mean, did you enjoy it when you when you were going through it? It was. Yeah, I mean, there's parts of it I enjoyed, but I think the whole. I just. I just find myself. I'm not really the right character. You've got to be really, really like on the button. You know, there's not really room for error. Like mm-hmm. a number or a word or a letter out of place can be disastrous. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm just not. I'm a bit more chaotic than that. I'm not chaotic, but I'm not. I'm certainly not that organised. Um, Mate, the amount of times I used to spell things wrong in the paper when I wrote a music column in the i in the i paper, I used to fucking get stuff wrong all the time. I got Bonobo's album wrong, and I had to make some a public apology about it on Twitter. <laughs> it what happens. the title? The title or yeah, the title. The title. Oh, really? Yeah, I called it the, uh, last, the one before. Oh, it's doable. You know, there's a lot of <laughs> albums out there. But I feel you. Mate, thank you so much for chatting to me. Yeah. This has been fun. Yeah, yeah. Nice to chat to you. And you're looking forward to these shows. I mean, they've got some festivals coming up and you're going to Australia, come back to Europe. Yeah, get- I'm I'm kind of like just one at a time person. Like, I, I can't really see. My mum called me today and she was like, we're all coming to Dublin. I was like, what? we're all coming to the dublin show you me and your auntie colleen and your you know your cousin danielle and your and i was like oh we all oh, right we are playing dublin that's right it's in december they're getting like ready already <laughs> but um yeah i think it's nice to have you know like it's nice to do festivals again for sure um and yeah the tour it's so long i just don't really know what to expect but uh but yeah it should be should be fun regardless Hey, you're going to have a good time. Yeah. Nice good. one. Well, thanks. So, yeah, thanks so much, Vinny. All right. Cheers. Thanks very much, Giles. 
So there was Vinny from Django Django here on 101 Part-Time Jobs. Thank you so much for listening. If you've liked it, please leave a review or put a couple of stars on the Apple or Spotify. That stuff just takes a second and really, really, really helps the show and helps me. So I really appreciate that. I do episodes twice weekly on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And this Thursday is with Canadian singer Alison Russell. So I'll be back with you then. Cheers. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply.